A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi everybody, welcome back to The Ruck, it's Stephen Jones from The Sunday Times. Thanks a million for listening to us, downloading us. All week one of the themes has been the superiority of Terrell's crisps over Gary Lineker's horrible soggy Walker's crisps. Nowhere will that be shown to better effect than on Saturday at Northampton Saints, when Saracens and Harlequins play in the Premier 15's final, the second Premier 15's final, and a repeat of the first Saracens will be hoping a repeat of the result. Mm. Here at Northampton Saints, and you can hear the um, cutters in the background, so uh, adding a touch of authenticity. We have Alex Osterberry, the coach um, of Saracens, and Lottie Clapp, the captain. We also have Gary Street, the coach of Harlequins, and Rachel Burford, the um, queen of rugby and the captain. How many ca- caps do you want, Rachel? 84. Only 84 caps. Rachel Burford, the captain of Quinns. Uh, f- first of all, um, Rachel, you've got it, it would seem that you've got it all to do. And are you going in as narrow underdogs? Not really focusing on that, to be honest. We know how strong Saracens are, but we know that we're also a strong outfit. And I think it just makes it such an exciting weekend because you've got two of the best um, teams with the best players in the, the Premiership going against each other and we've got one apiece again how we were last um, season um, but yeah we're definitely excited for the opportunity and we've got a lot of strength to, to build on it's, it's funny I wish you could see this on pictures because um, the, the, the Harlequins contingent on one side of the room and the Saracens are the other and there's actually a, a, a moat between with barbed with barb wire and guard dogs <laughs> Lottie it's easy to well, it's difficult to win it once, but it's said that it's even more difficult to win it twice. Are you as up for it as you were last year? and Or did it say to you that you won it once? No, I mean, it, you've always kind of got that feeling. You know the emotions that, that go through you when, when you lift that trophy. And so to have the opportunity to do that again, you're not going to deny, deny that opportunity. So we're going to go all guns blazing as we did last year. And it will be just as amazing to, to be able to do the same again. Are you aware or, or are you too busy... Um, preparing for games like this to grasp the sheer revolution in, in, in the game. Like every club's just got so many young girls playing that they just, in a way, don't know how to handle it. And slowly, 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 but but surely the profile that you get is is rising. Are you aware of that or is it something that you just got to put behind you? 
Um, no, there's definitely an awareness of it. You can kind of see it after the games, um, the amount of young girls who, are, who have come to watch. Um, they've kind of got their muddy knees from playing um, in the morning and they've come across to watch you um, in the afternoon. So it's kind of great to see that, that that game's growing. And whereas a few years ago, it's just going to be family and friends that have come to watch. But actually now you've got you've got those players who um, are, are interested in women's rugby um, as Saracen supporters um, and just rugby in general. And so, so now they're wanting to come and watch it at the weekend because there's some really good rugby being played. Rachel, you, you've done, made a big um, effort this year. First of all, you had a, a game that you really promoted, and you got you, you got the um, the fruits of it with a tr- with a tremendous crowd. But are you do you still feel impatient that the, the more these things grow, the more you realise they should grow? Uh, no, I think, you know, it's, um, it's a celebration of it. It's, it's great seeing, as Lottie's just said there, you know, you've got people coming who are our fans now and that want to be those players that are on the pitch and are excited about watching, um, not necessarily a, game, a women's game, just a game of rugby, and there's people that they look up to. And I think that's one of the biggest differences, that we have people coming back week after week. And actually, at, the, um, at our semi-final game, um, there was a girl who came along and she was like, it was her first time and she was like, I love this, this is like you're all my favourite. And there was two girls and two boys and I gave them my boots and I really upset the boys because I hadn't given it to them. So I don't think it's just girls that we're inspiring and being excited about coming down. Actually, sure, there's boys sure. that are there and, and they're engrossed by us and they're excited about coming to watch. And I think that's a big change of, of our game, of how it's actually we're not just inspiring females and young girls. It's just we are, as rugby players, inspiring other rugby <coughs> fans. She said I was her favourite too. I think he paid her. <laughs> Alex, um, where does this week stand in... Um, a your 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 coaching achievements, but but be in the sort of intensity that you're feeling and the pressure that you're feeling. And that's obviously it's obvious up there in terms of an occasion um, coming in for the first year this year, working with the group. But ultimately, uh, it's it's what we're in before these big games to watch players out on the field do what they've done well all year, and it's a culmination of their hard work. So in all honesty, it's not a great deal of pressure on me because um, they've made it so relatively much. easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it is. It's a case of look. Both teams have worked incredibly hard, so it's it's nothing new. It's just a it's just a challenge where you get to pit yourself against the best, and that's why we're all in the room, and that's why we all play the game. I remember uh, Gary uh, before the World Cup, which which they won, saying that the intensity uh, and and the passion with which the the the, t- the players want to tr- want to treat their careers was just off the scale is that is that what you find with with uh, with your goal? yeah it's, it's it's building and building and, and that desire to to move into the echelons of being you know, full supported athletes it, it is there and, and they, they show that and illustrate that with their performances and, and training and the pitch they just want to drive the game forward and I think it is there's a great deal of passion and they're, they're real flag bearers of, of standard and it, it's driving it forward it's making it better and, and ultimately I think it'll get to a point where they're, they're, they're supported correctly yeah Okay Gary um, I was just going to say where does this stand I mean it's not a World Cup final but I bet you were at more as anxious as you, as you were in Paris all those years ago? Yeah, I think it is. And I think that it's as important for the girls now as, it, as the World Cup was then. It, this is, you know, the pinnacle of our club season and, you know, we, it's going to be a great game. And as, I, as I've said on many occasions, um, we can take the brackets away for, for girls on Saturday. It's going to be a good game of rugby. Um, and that's what, 
you know, people like Alex and myself and everybody else involved and, and the players as well have been involved that people generally want to come and watch the game and, you know, the, um, we've had some great crowds at the Stoop as well this year, 5,000 people coming to watch our players play and, and there'll be a lot here again and I'm really hoping that supporters on both sides sort of uh, get on the motorway and come down and, and see what's going to be a great day out. Rachel, we spoke um, last year when the, when this thing was in its infancy, in the first year. What improvements and have you noticed, and and in what areas in in the second season? Um, I think well, I think when we spoke, it was talking about a lot of teams were having kind of teaming problems, seeing how things would go. You know, in terms of facilities, making sure things were in place and accessible and um, so I think all of those kind of underlying things are, have settled down now and, and you are seeing the obvious one for me is just the standard of rugby across the whole board you know teams this year you know it's number one and two are sat here again this year but we've certainly been pushed a lot harder this year and mm. and it was always going to be a bit of touch and go who were in that top four we had people fighting out for the last um spot as well so I think you know the standard of rugby is the first thing that you obviously see and the improvement but you know, from a Harlequins perspective, um, we're seeing more people coming to watch because it's getting that traction, it's getting that support, it's out there a lot more in the media. We're getting more games streamed, we're getting more games um, being talked about, and you know, players are championing it as well. So I think there's lots of different things, but the main thing is just the actual product. And that is what's the most important thing because that is what's going to get sponsors involved. That's what's going to get people coming down to watch. So I think, you know, from a, a fundamental point of view, the, the clubs have done tremendously well and to raise that standard. Does it Has it got more room to go? Yes, absolutely. Because, you know, we've had some games that the, the scoreboards have gone too far and we want to have closer margins because that's only going to push individuals and the sport as a whole um, in a in a better direction. What's the next step Alex? I um, don't want to become too political but you've you've seen it um, and I'll ask Lottie the same question a bit. What, what's the next step forward in um, in pushing the, the, the Premier 15s? Uh, for me it's around what Berth said there, it's in terms of getting all the infrastructures in place so that the athletes are better supported and in turn I think there's, a, there's a, the challenge for all the clubs out there, ourselves included, is, is, is make sure that we, we make this league as competitive as possible and the more that we support the athletes, most, the more that you know, the investment that there is, whether that be time, resource, money, resource, the better the games will be and the more competitive the games will be and ultimately that's the challenge because the Six Nations, obviously Grand Slam winners, but you need competition and we need to be building and breeding people who are competitive so mm. that you know, that's perennial success on an international stage, but also you want Tyrrell's 15s to grow and be a perennial success so that it is financially yeah. viable and that it does drive because ultimately the finance and resources in there will, will help it be better. Um, but I think we need to real drive the infrastructure and the, and the, the competition. And by that, I do mean side on side, pushing each other all the way so that there is not those big margins because they're there at the minute, as I said, teething problems. Mm. That's probably one of the teething issues. You want a place where every side, uh, given every Saturday, can go out there and, you know, it's sure. a battle, yeah. Mm. And that will that will ultimately prepare us for, for finals and also for, for international competition as well. Lottie, we've, we've just come from a press conference where you were speaking to uh, many of our so-called rivals on the uh, on the <laughs> Times. But um, you, you were very strong in saying that, uh, you know, you were asked, are you giving away... Uh, a stellar career in work for this, etc., and, and your time management, and maybe your family lose out. But you're very strong in saying this is actually what you want to do because people may not realise that a lot of the girls on both teams are still amateur. 
Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, um, there's only that small margin of players who are actually um, getting paid for this at the moment, and the majority of um, the Tyrrells Premier 15s players do have to balance work alongside their rugby. Um, and I suppose when you're working alongside it, you're still trying to get in all the sessions that you should be doing to improve in your rugby, so your skills and your weights and speed work, etc. But actually, you're not being able to manage that recovery as effectively because you've got to do those sessions and then go across to work where you might be on your feet all day. Um, so for some players, that's really difficult. I mean, Lauren Cattell, she kind of is on her feet all day and she's had to take off the day before the final just to make sure that she's in the best possible state she can be for that Saturday game. Whereas throughout the season, she's been working on Fridays, being mm. on her feet the whole day. Um, so it's kind of having to kind of take into consideration that, yeah, it would be amazing to be able to just do it professionally and full-time so that you are able to put in that recovery um, so that you can get the most out of your sessions. Gary, um, do you have to be judicious? You can't really <coughs> demand too much of people who are, well, amateur but are also balancing other things in their lives? Yeah, definitely. And that's that's the... Um, but I think what's, what's great at Queen's is that that drives those girls on even more. You know, some of the girls who have the, the opportunity to, to train full-time, it's great for those, but the it's raising the performance of everybody else and everybody else is working that bit harder. And Rachel spoke as a, as a players group that this season with, with contracts in is that the players wanted to put more commitment in as well. And I think that's definitely evident around the club that people are trying to, to make sure that that isn't seen as a negative, that we've got these players who've got lots of opportunities and others haven't, that actually it's opportunity for everybody to keep improving and working as a group. So, so there's a balance as a coaching staff about weighing up players' ability to get there all the time. But I think that all, all we've seen is there's, there's more more competitiveness, more opportunities and, and more, more people training. Rachel, um, I remember when we spoke last year, you said one of the things it's going to do is ha- hasten the advent or the arrival of more players. And since you said that, I mean, uh, uh, you know, I've just, when you watch these games, you keep on thinking, God, who's that? I mean, it was, it was Jessica Breach, Shauna Brown, you know, Shauna Brown, uh, not heard much about her, I saw her play once and then I did an interview with her and it, she, she had more maturity than, or at least it took me till I was fifty to have him, uh, to be as mature. It's absolutely astonishing. Um, tricked you well then. Yeah, I was going to say, put <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all over your I, eyes. I there, I don't think that was Shauna Brown you interviewed. <laughs> yeah. You talking also, about Shauna Brown? Sure. Also, since the last World Cup, the likes of Hannah Bottomman. So, by me, the, 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 you know, you wouldn't like to be picking the England team now because there's just too, there's just so many of them. Yeah, I think it's really exciting to see those types of players. And do you know what? These players have probably existed, but it's the platform that now the game is on that you're seeing them and they're coming to life. And you know, players like Shauna Brown, Hannah Bottom, they're young in the game, and mm. so it's. And there's plenty more of them out there. You look across, you know, our centre of excellences that we have. We've got some extremely talented players. Like our fly half is, your fly half's just turned 21 mm. and ours is just 18. Mm. And that's really exciting. And I think, you know, on the back of Lottie saying about how players are still balancing and yet we're still producing this sort of talent is just so exciting for the game. But at the same time as well, they're bringing that maturity that you talk about. I mean, mm. Zoe, she's become such a leader in our squad I know that she's only 21 just turned 21 but at the same time the way that she leads our backs like units meetings is amazing she kind of takes that responsibility upon herself to kind of um, lead the team and kind of yeah the fact that she's so young and doing that is, is brilliant it's the exposure that those players have had now to, to good coaching to the infrastructure in the club yeah. but also to, mm. to the players that they're playing with like they're coming into environments you've got Sonia Green you've got Sonic uh, our club have been there for 17 years so these youngsters are coming in almost mm. oh that's how it's done she mm. might not have a f- 
professional contract, but she's yeah. ultimately a professional. Sure. So they're learning off the, the people around them. I'm sure with Burford Quinns and some of the other players, you've just got right. That's what it looks like, and that's that's helping the, the talent mm. that's been out there fulfil it that bit earlier yeah. because just oh, that's the way it needs to be. Rachel it's very um, tempting to uh, I know you've got your attention totally down on in one game on, and that's uh, on Saturday but very tempted to say what's the next steps for, for, for women I mean I know I'm putting you on the spot but you are you know people respect your opinion what's the next step in terms of the national game and the, the and the and, and the club game I think in terms of the national game you know contracts have obviously come in which is a really um, big step forward we're only four months into those contracts so I think that's kind of on its way and we're mm. going to be looking at the sort of the the fruits of that in the next couple of years and especially going into that World Cup cycle I think you know in terms of the Tyrrells game we want to try and push this game to be as professional as it can be we've got mm. those foundations in place Alex has touched about it Gary's talked about it, about now how can we now more support each athlete not just the players that are contracted but how do we support those who do have to work or how can we supplement that in, in other ways and that's ultimately where the next level needs to go because there is no other way. We need to be able to be able to support those players so then they can produce even more on the pitch to a greater standard and then it will obviously have success at the national game as well. Mm -hmm. Gary, um, uh, a difficult question, but do you know when you see England play France these days or England play New Zealand, um, uh, you think, wow, but England, Wales, blimey, some hope no one's going to get hurt here. Is the, is the gap becoming difficult to manage now? Um, potentially yes, but I, th I think as as we've done, like, that Queens and Saris has done, and, and as we did with with England, is that we can't um, we can't not strive forward. I mm. think we've gone past the tipping point now where we can't go well. Actually, let's not do more because people won't catch up. We've we've just got to set standards and and keep building on and 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 stri striving for for what we can do as a maximum. And, and I think people will catch up. I think the market's changed. I think that I think if we get it right at the top end, sponsors will want to come in. People will support the game. People want to come and watch Quins and Saris now so we have people come to watch the game and then it will sort of just keep evolving and, and I think that that's where it will go and, and I think that, that that's key really I, I think we, we, we yeah we, we can't stop where yeah, we're going I mean, sure. next, yeah. step, next step in the wider game for you Alex it, it, is, it is making like I said earlier it's making those steps infrastructure wise <clears> and, and it is be the flag bearers of standard and, mm. and real drive the game. You mentioned, you know, Wales there. They're playing our uh, under England under 18s uh, in a development game at the whatever the Millennium Stadium is called now. A week on Tuesday, and that that's showing that actually, you know, there's the desire there as well, and, and those players now will get exposure. The England players will get exposure. So it was, I think we're going to find that we're like Gary's mentioned tippy point, but we're a real real platform to explode, and I think. The, the challenge for us and, and everyone involved in the game is let's make sure we maximise that explosion and we don't miss this mm. unique opportunity. And that's that's down to us as, as coaches to ensure that we you know, drive the, the, the standard of players, players just keep doing, well, keep building on what they're doing. And then in terms of the rest of all that, that infrastructure around it, it's a challenge for those people in place to make sure that that's as, as good as it can be and, and let's strive for it to be even better. And that's, we're an exciting point, but let's not waste this opportunity. Lottie, let's go back to the final. Have you rehearsed in your head what are the last words you're going to say to the team? No, I won't think about that until a lot closer um, to the moment because, I don't know, there's a lot more preparation, a lot more important preparation to do before that. Um, yeah, you kind of start having um, 
kind of things going through your head of, of way, certain ways that you want um, things to go. But at the same time, you've just got to treat it as a normal game. And a week before the game, I'm not thinking about what I'm saying before um, before we get out of the pitch. It's kind of more so what we're going to be doing on the pitch that I'm kind of um, planning in my head. Rachel, do you have an Azure call like speech ready? Yep. Got it planned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never get the last word in anyway. Have you met half that team? Um, I have, yeah. No, I think you, you kind of build into this week about processes, a way that you want to come out and the way you want to play and ideas. But on the get on the day, it's kind of a bit of emotion and like mm. what's the first thing you've got to think about. So um, we know what threat we're going to have in front of us. So it's going to be a big week for us preparation-wise. And um, yeah, final words will just probably be what's needed and said through the week as well you kind of get the key messages that the team have decided as a whole of what you want to get out of the weekend um so actually kind of that's what you can kind of base that kind of focus on before is is what you've decided throughout the week of of what you want to do as one so um you can kind of base it on that as well it's almost finally uh um, gary uh, I'll, i'll ask alex the same question i see so many teams in rugby not naming any names, that clearly overcoached. Absolutely no doubt about it. They spent too long together. They're, they're stupefied. Their brains have, have gone because they got so much to observe. Is it difficult to know when to stop before a big game like this? Yeah, I think that's always a challenge. Um, I think that it's all about having good players and let them make decisions, I think. I think hopefully, you know, me and Rachel have been together for a long time in our coaching journey and Rachel's a much better inside centre than I am. And <laughs> so for me to try to tell Rachel what you to say do. That. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me to try to tell Rachel what to do would, would be pointless anyway. Um, we're there to create an environment that players enjoy and, and go and play in that. Um, that. That's what I'm about. And, you know, players have got to make. I hated coaches when I was a player. I used to go off and not really listen to them and got me in trouble most of the time. Um, so I tried to bring my experience to that. And when you've got the players, the quality we've got on our side, it's, it's their decision on the pitch. Alex, do you wake up the night thinking, oh, I must tell the girls something tomorrow? No, no, no not. They're, they're, they're pretty good at coming forward with their ideas and sharing them. So, yeah, there's a <laughs> diplomat there. Um, that yeah. well uh, So, no, and just as Gary said, that. The, they're quality athletes, but they're also their game understandings up there. So just give them give them the opportunity to to express both their talent and their understanding, and they'll find solutions to hopefully all the problems that they face at the weekend. Okay, well, if you can make Northampton Saints on Saturday, the kickoff is at five forty-five. We get there early, and um, we just wish both sides a fantastic game that will gild the lily of of the rising of of the women's game, like like last year's did. And um, I think from the media point of view, um, maybe in the, all the donkey's years I've done the job, if I said who are the best 20 players that I've ever interviewed or the most interesting, I'd say 18 of them would be, would be girls, which is a reflection on over-managed, over-media management, etc. But um, I just hope that uh, however high you fly, that you, ke- you keep a certain amount of that and approachability because that's where these days it's, it's it's massively important so um i really appreciate it i know you've had a long media session today so uh, gary thanks for everything thank you uh, rachel alex thank you. L- lottie thanks a million thanks. and um two days time from now to the big final thank you.